The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up. Saturday, July 10th, 2021. Dave is away in Las Vegas, and what happens in Vegas won't stay in Vegas as he dishes on PCA. We'll connect with him shortly, find out how things are at the trade show, and additionally, we'll take a look at humidity in the summer and if cigars can help you lose weight. You're listening to The Cigar Authority. It's an action-packed show, and I think that we should really take our time with the intro and make him wait. Oh, he's be panicking. I like that. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right, we've avoided the train wreck so far. Way got, to the, got the show running. We, we got a long way Tested to go. Tested with Dave before the show. Everything yeah. seems to be okay. So that's the kiss of death. <laughs> uh, but let's light up our first cigar. Our first cigar is the Zeno Nicaragua. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Davidoff, and the size they were lighting up is a 6x50 Toro. It features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder, and a trifecta of fillers from the Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, a single set you back $6.99, while a box of 25 is just $156.99, which comes out to only $6.28 per cigar. It's a savings of almost $18 or 11% off the box price from TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com and it's time to cut out cigars the official <laughs> cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars Perdomo is the brand that why all other brands were raising prices Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and lowered them Perdomo Cigars they stand for quality tradition and excellence excellence you did pretty good there Barrett's oh, yeah. doing the read on the cigar doing the read on the cut I'll give you a little break we're going to light our cigar today. Well, let's do a cold draw first. Cause yeah, I do a cold make draw. Make Dave wait a little bit more. A little earthiness. All right, we're going to light Banana our cigar. We're going <laughs> to light our cigar today with the Monarch by Lotus. This features an onboard cigar rest in the lid. You do have to pop the lid yourself, making this double action. Four jets come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you have easy adjustment and a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low price of $39.99. That is the Monarch by Lotus. Still got a little banana bird. Really? Yeah. I think you're just suffering from uh, carb withdrawal. 
earthy. There's a little bit of sweetness to it. Bit of a departure for Zeno in its flavor profile and also, of all things, its price. Hundred <laughs> percent. Because price Zeno is has a selling point. Zeno has been uh, forever known as the other luxury brand, mm-hmm. uh, right alongside of Davidoff, and I am wondering why they would put out such a low price cigar. Under the Zeno umbrella. Right. I mean, Zeno was known for the platinum line, the scepters, and, you know, those those are $20, $22 cigars, and then you come out with a value cigar. It changes the opinion of the line in many people's minds. Yeah, the question is, does that hurt the brand long term? Right. Only time will tell. Obviously, the packaging isn't what it used to be for the previous Zenos. Yeah, that's, that's a little different as well. Yeah. Well, we, so far, so good. Do we have Dave yet? No. So, Jonathan, <laughs> you used to be the buyer for Two Guys Smoke Shop. The show floor is opening up in about 20 minutes. What would your mindset be right now if you were at the show? The first thing that I'm looking at, and a lot of times you get the deals in advance, but what can the manufacturer do for us as a shop to help keep good margins so we can be competitive on pricing and afford to hire and train the exceptional staff that we have? So that's the first and foremost thing that you're looking for. We're in a boom right now, and there's not a lot of deals to be had, in quotes, with the exception of uh, closeouts, brands that are going out of business, but those people aren't spending the money to go to a trade show to blow out product. Are Uh, the deals not happening because too many factories are playing catch-up? That's completely it. There's There's absolutely no incentive other than market share to put out a deal, and when you know, you got brands like Padron. There's never a deal on Padron. Right. Uh, the only thing about Padron is you're going in and you're going to order that new 60 in mm-hmm. the family reserve because it says Padron on it. There's no sample. Mm-hmm. It's a, a very odd company. They run things a little different. But uh, e- even with the other companies, you know, you're not going to see deals on Davidoff. You're not going to see deals on Camacho because mm-hmm. they can barely keep up with the production that they have right now. You will see something new from Padron this year. They're coming out with the PCA exclusive, a 60 ring in the family reserve line. You mean the one I just mentioned? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank exactly. you. I'm trying to stretch till Dave Thank shows you. up. I Thank mean, you. For- if Dave was in this chair right now, he'd be freaking out that our guest wasn't here yet. Well, you know, maybe he ran into like some secrets that he's gathering up for it's us. It's possible. I mean, uh, sometimes I'd walk into the trade show and I would have two orders written up one to fill exactly what I need, and the other order is far more impressive, but it includes some kind of deal or promotion. Can I get, uh, you know, I've done it to Nick. All right, so Nick, this is the order if you're not going to do an event with me this year. And here's the order if you're going to do an event. Uh, When can we ink this? Uh, What kind of swag are we talking about? So that's another approach for a buyer. Uh, Looking for promotional goods to help move boxes. What uh, I mentioned, what is the availability of a principal owner? And the other further down on the list, you're looking for what's the next hot brand, what's the next hot accessory, um, what kind of I'm – I'm big on gimmicks, and we talked on the clubhouse. Right, the clubhouse. If you're not on clubhouse, we do it every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Um, we usually share the link uh, on MeWe's, sometimes on Facebook. Uh, but if you want to join us and it's a like an audio herf, uh, look us up on MeWe, and we'll throw you an invite to the app. And uh, it's pretty candid, open discussion – very different than here because this is recorded and that's not. Right. 
So what's the next thing? What's the next thing that's going to draw someone's attention? I see uh, Jeff in the audience here. He mm. smokes Leaf by Oscar. That was one of my very first buys as a buyer. It was and probably I bought your best it, buy. I bought it based on the fact that it was so unique looking mm-hmm. that I knew I could go through 10 bundles of every size without an issue. Right. Now, it ended up selling very well, and Dave always says it's when you get to the third buy that you know that you have a winner, and we're well past the third buy on that. Uh, but you're looking for something that's going to stand out, mm. What's the, especially in the accessory areas. Did someone reinvent the wheel? Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, the big deal was the Quasar cutters by uh, Calibri, a different look to them. Right. The square uh, popped up. Yep. It looked like a Rubik's Cube with a cutter built into Correct. it. Um, the dual cutter by them was pretty solid. When Jaw, the mm. Lotus Jaws came out, that was a new invention, essentially. Gotcha. You so know, that serrated blade. Dave pulling up, and uh, AJ Fernandez joining us, better late than ever. Welcome to the show, Ten Dave. Pass, right? Ten pass on, on the nose. Yeah, on I, the nose. I've got 12, 11 right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the show right. runs like clockwork. Hey, to, to quote clockwork. you, you know, you're the greatest boss. If you're not early, you're late. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't want to mess up your whole setup. Uh, you're sitting in my chair, Barry. That's okay. Well, you actually, you're sitting in Jonathan's chair. He's touching your uh, bell, too. I just want to let you know. And so, you know, uh, the ear, both headsets, I can hear out of both sides. Oh, really? Okay, so they both work. I never knew that. All right, awesome. Awesome. Hey, I, I miss being there, but uh, listen, plenty of excitement here. It doesn't look at here uh, as uh, this is the sign-up uh, check-in spot. Those that are watching and not listening uh, this is behind me of the people checking in because they checked in yesterday as we did. And uh, the seminars and things were yesterday. Every one of them jam-packed. And uh, uh, the uh, opening night gala, I heard, was sensational. I didn't make it to that. Uh, I, I had dinner arrangements with somebody else, but I heard that was fantastic also. Uh, the energy is great. As far as the uh, amount of people coming, the number I've heard is a little over 1,500 retailers that's not retail stores. That's 1,500 retailers. It's about 520 stores had checked in as of last night. So there's some uh, few that come in and, and check in uh, at the last minute. So we'll see where that number ends up. But uh, it looks to me uh, as it's down about 20% of the amount of retailers that normally uh, show up at a trade show. Let's go to 2019, for instance. Uh, I feel good about that. I'm actually... Uh, uh, pleasantly surprised uh, that it was that much. And as far as manufacturers go in the trade show boots that are t- to my right over here uh, in the next room, that is down uh, probably two thirds in size. Wow. Two thirds. It's only a third of the size it was in 2019. Uh, that's a few different reasons. The, the big four that didn't show up, uh, which were gigantic size boots that, that they carry along with some smaller guys that didn't show up for different reasons. And um, at, added to that is some of the big players uh, that even do exist um, have um, decided to uh, make their boots smaller in size. So uh, that's what we have uh, uh, happening in there. But that, that opens at um, 9, uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah, 9.30 um, your time. Yeah, 9.30 our time. So, uh, yeah, about 15 minutes from now, that'll open, and I'll get a running start um, to take care of business here. The good news is I don't have uh, that, that far to travel around the show. Uh, 
you guys have been to the shows before. Sometimes it's a mile between uh, one booth to the other. So they're, they're pushed back together. Uh, like back in the old days when I started in the cigar industry, that's what it reminds me of. It actually feels good. Um, and uh, talking to retailers, I've talked to old retailers that I've known for a long time, uh, old friends in the cigar industry, and I met lots of new retailers that opened their business in the past two years, wow. including a handful uh, that are opening in the next few months. So there's more people getting into the cigar business, I'm, I'm happy to say. Um, the Cigar Authority is, uh, is strong here at PCA. Mm-hmm. That people are coming up to me and saying, oh, my God, it's the guy from Cigar Authority, <laughs> uh, which is very odd to me. Uh, you know, I, I own Two Guys Smoke Shop for 36 years. But um, if you guys come down here, you're going to be uh, like uh, quasi-cigar uh, celebrities. It's <laughs> How many, uh, how many people are staring at you oddly as they walk by uh, that you're talking to a fire extinguisher? Yes, I have, uh, <laughs> I have the phone uh, sitting on a fire extinguisher, and um, the people are actually leaving the breakfast and getting ready to stay in their line over there. And uh, a couple, uh, since I started, walked over to start talking to me, and then they looked at them talking to a fire extinguisher, and they, they probably said, wow, the guy's gone totally crazy. I don't want to uh, go any further. There's a pole here with a fire extinguisher, and I'm talking to the fire extinguisher, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting lots of looks. So, typically, so that's fun, too. Typically, it takes uh, the full three days to walk the entire show floor as a buyer, and then the half day, you're going around kind of doing the whole blood in the water thing. Do, do you feel confident that you're going to be able to get the entire show looked at in less than the three days? Yes. So we're only here two days. Um, and I do feel good about it because if you think of the, the, the ones that have not shown up, not just the big four, but the other uh, smaller guys uh, that haven't shown up, we, we took, a, if they did it, summer sales or whatever they ended up doing, those orders have been placed. Uh, you guys both know uh, we, uh, we come prepared. Uh, the orders are all ready. Uh, what we're really interested in is new brands and new products from the manufacturers we deal with and the new ma- and other manufacturers that we have not dealt with to look at the new friends. And we're looking to spend a whole bunch of money. And uh, I think uh, looking at Ed's sheets that I, I was doing this morning, we were going over uh, Ed's the buyer for us. Uh, we are going to spend more money than we ever did. So we're going to break all kinds of records on the amount of spending Two Guys Smoke Shop does anyway. And it's in excess of a million dollars. So that's going to go to the manufacturers that are here. If you're a manufacturer that decided to boycott the show, uh, one of the big four, uh, you don't get any of this. If you're uh, a manufacturer that said, I couldn't make it to the show, you don't get any of this. So this is just for the people that are here. And uh, I urged uh, other retailers to do the same. And uh, I've I've talked to some of the retailers that are in there. And I said, take care of these guys because they're fitting the bill for the whole thing. Talking yeah. Talking to the other retailers, is there any early buzz on something that may not have been on your radar that has appeared on your radar? Not really, because we didn't walk in and see it yet. Right. And that's something that I always go to, you know, I, I'm, by the time I'm a half a day into it and I see a retailer, I say, you see anything, you see anything in case I missed it. So that'll go on for two days that I see a retailer and say, did you see anything uh, maybe I missed? Um, as far as... Um, brands that are hot that already exist that's out there it, it, there was no surprises to me you know of somebody all of a sudden coming up to me and saying a couple of years back when they say hbc oh my god we're killing it with hbc and uh 
okay, let's go to see HVC. And then we start doing business with them and we're killing with HVC. Um, I haven't uh, heard any of that. Remember, we dealt with COVID, so there wasn't reps around. There wasn't brand building that was going on at that time. It's time to start brand building now. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, the, uh, morale, remember 2019, it was the worst morale ever because it was uh, the change of the IPC to PCA. Uh, it was, um, you know, serious talk of legislation that was going to happen uh, to us along with um, that they were going to have the consumers, uh, the consumer trade show that was going in. So that started at the very beginning, and that whole show was a shit show. Uh, the attitude was, was bad. Uh, today, I say it's just the opposite. The attitude is uh, back to the cigar boom days, and uh, retailers are telling me they're having wonderful years um, in business. And uh, as I said, the seminars were jam-packed, which normally isn't you know as packed as it is. There's less people, and they were more packed. So these retailers want to learn. They want to see what's going on and uh, to improve their business, which is the recipe for success. So here it comes. Hey, Dave, the uh, chat room says that it looks like you've got a fresh Flowbee cut there. Did you get? Uh, yeah. I, I put some of the stuff I put some of the stuff in my hair because it is so freaking dry. It's 117 degrees, 117. It's, it's insane. Uh, it's a dry heat, though. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we stepped out yesterday, and holy God, uh, I'm, I'm just drying up like a prune. So now, there's all, there's all the home producers are, are saying that you have too much headroom in the shot, but they're not aware that you have to go by the height of the fire extinguisher. Right. That's right. You've I, got limitations. Um, so there's really three strategic plays for a manufacturer. They can set spend the money at the PCA, set up a booth like normal, even if they downsize. Uh, they cannot go and use that money to either wine and dine their top clients or buy some next level swag and do some big promotions. Or the third one is to go gorilla and not set up a booth, but actually walk the floor and write orders. Uh, is it, You don't have to mention any names, but is that something that you're going to be dealing with uh, in the next two days? It's happened. It's happened already that people have come up to me. Uh, I'm sitting down watching the seminar and say, Here's some cigars, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, what booth are you at? And they said, no booth. And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't want to deal with that right now. I want to take care of the people that are here out there. Why don't you ship it to us and uh, send me a price sheet and all that stuff. But I don't want to deal with that. Uh, but people tried to make uh, appointments with me even on Facebook and said, you know, uh, I wonder if you come look at my stuff. And I said, Sure. Uh, I'll see you at the show. And they said, well, I'll be at the show, but I don't have a booth, so where can we meet? And I said, we can't. So uh, it, it's not fair to the others. The others are paying, we, we, we know, tens of thousands of dollars right. for booth space. Uh, that money's used for legislation to help uh, the retailer. So, well, we need to help uh, those that are helping us. And we need not to help the people that are not helping us. And that's something that's going on. I'm, I'm uh, actually uh, a little unhappy of the lack of outrage um, from retailers of um, some of the people that, that don't support the trade show. And, uh, you know, it's like they, they tried to take this trade show down and it didn't work. Trade show is here. It's alive and well, uh, not as big as it used to be. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. You trim and, some uh, of the fat off. Yeah. Hitting the reset button at times helps. Yeah. The, uh, I'll tell you that the PCA did not spend, money like they used to as far as in the trade show. Um, there's a 
what do they call that? A continental breakfast that's happening instead of all the stuff that's there. Who cares? That's fine. Uh, there's no lunchtime badges for grabbing a, a free lunch. There's no more free lunches. That's okay too. Uh, you know, let, let's get lean and mean and uh, I'll, I'll get that uh, terrible uh, $12 hot dog somewhere else uh, or buy it myself if, if I want to. Um, so I'm okay with that too. So uh, all in all, uh, I'm happy with what I see already and I'll report next week uh, everything because again, we haven't even walked in the show, but uh, I have been handed uh, a few different cigars from a few different people as uh, walking through the last 24 hours and uh, in- interesting cigars, interesting concepts, interesting ideas. And uh, we'll decide what we're going to take uh, and, and um, based on, you know, how many people have great things out there. Remember, that there was no trade show last year. So a lot of these companies have been holding stuff back for a couple of years and saying that the cigar has been aged for a year already. They had the cigar ready for last year. And uh, now they actually have the cigars. So uh, maybe part of the shortage thing goes away with these new cigars that come in and don't take away from, from their other cigars. You so, really think uh, that someone sat on a cigar for a year in, during a cigar boom? Well, they, they wanted to launch the cigar at the show for whatever reason. That's where a lot of the cigars are launched. They didn't get to do it. The cigar wasn't going to be out, even though they launched a cigar at the trade show, by the way, so everybody understands this. Typically... The cigar gets launched in July at the trade show when we receive it in September or October. So they're not ready to send the cigars out, but they, they show it, they sample it, and decide what they're going to do at that point. Well, based on last year, they had that cigar ready to go for the trade show. It wouldn't have come out until September or October. Then they say, okay, let's hold it back and let's put it out in July. But this July, it's ready to go. They're ready to ship. All right, so the doors open up in eight minutes. Going left, who's your first stop? Uh, we, we got appointments. We got, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know who they are. Ed, Ed's over here, and he's got the, the paper, and I, I basically follow him. I'm so glad to know that. that nothing's on fire. Because <laughs> I saw... Happy birthday today. Happy birthday, Ed. Happy birthday, Ed. Happy birthday. Everybody wish him it on uh, Facebook because uh, he doesn't want to have to deal with thanking everybody. <laughs> He's here with me again. It's happened many times that the trade show falls on his birthday. So I think we got to move the trade show. That's another thing. It's, it's goddamn hot over here. Move the trade show to friggin' April. I'll be so happy. Uh, everybody will. Uh, it, it would be better off. Not, not July. And, uh, you know, as much as I like being here, it's, it's busy at the shop. And I, I want to be there, too. So, uh, But I got to be here. I'm here. And uh, I, I guess I'm happy about it, too, seeing uh, all the people. Uh, you know, besides wearing a mask on the plane, except when I'm eating or drinking, I ended up eating and drinking most of the flight because I didn't <laughs> want the mask on my face. So uh, diet starts again when I get back. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, later yeah. in the show, we're going to talk about how cigar smoking uh, helps with dieting. Um, you got five minutes to the doors open, so we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and uh, have a good show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Uh, so we're smoking the Zeno Nicaragua, the 6x50 Toro, featuring an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. And it's uh, time to make sense about tasting cigars. Brought to you by Cigar Sense. Cigar Sense offers a variety of resources to help cigar lovers get the most out of fine cigars. It's all about helping you respect your palate. 
From personalized cigar recommendations to cigar profiles based on sensory analysis, articles, and seminars. And now there's also a course, a cigar tasting course, which develops your sensory skills. You'll learn to identify aromas, tastes, and palate sensations. You'll learn to describe the flavors while appreciating what you're experiencing as you smoke. Visit Cigar Sense and start your sensory adventure with free membership. Here's today's Cigar Sense tip. And uh, today we are going to talk about Cigar Sense's vast database of cigars. When you're searching for new cigars based on your personal preference, you can drill down further than ever. Do you like a particular wrapper, country of origin, or have you ever wanted to smoke a Puro, which is tobacco all from one country? With just a few clicks, you can filter out the cigars that you don't want to investigate and get to the recommendations that you do. I respected my palate enough to sign up for free. It's time for you to respect your palate. It's kind of like a dating service for cigar smokers. It, it, it's, it's actually it's fun to play on. It's fun to, to make little tweaks and see how that changes the recommendations. I'm having a good time on it. Yeah, hopefully they help you find the one cigar. And uh, early thoughts on the Zeno Nicaragua? I mean, the, not, someone in the chat room commented on the mustiness, although not in a bad way, mm-hmm. which is typical Davidoff. Yeah, it has it has a little bit of that umami kind of uh, aroma and yep. flavor, but also you can pick up a little bit of the spice from the Nicaraguan fillers. Uh, the one thing I'm surprised about is the retrohale is very refined. There's more of a refinement on the retrohale than on the actual exhale. If that makes any sense. Most of what you say doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's beside the point. Anyway, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to touch on, don't get excited now, Mr. J. We're going to touch on how to maintain your humidor in the summer months. Should you do anything different? Is less humidity possible? These questions and more when we return. We're live from the Tuscano Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. What stage? The Tuscano Cigar Soundstage. Just checking. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
Wow, he's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hola, soy Manuel Inoa from La Aurora, Dominican Republic. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back smoking the Zeno Nicaragua, and by now you know why I'm normally not in the first chair. I'm large and in charge for perhaps the last time, and summertime is here, and for many of us that means added humidity and temperatures. Jonathan and I will do a real refresher course on humidity, humidors, and how to cure the summertime blues. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. We're going to prove that song wrong. I, that, that's right. where I wanted somebody to go, and I'm glad, you, I'm glad you went there. But this all started while I was on vacation. The first day of my staycation, it was 90 degrees out, 90% humidity, and I'm sitting on my back deck, and I'm smoking a cigar, and I'm posting it to the social medias. And somebody commented that my cigar looked like it was burning perfectly and no matter how hard they try they can't get the optimum cigar experience when it's humid out or it's hot out and it turned into a whole discussion about humidity and then people were asking me about jonathan's show where he 
breached on touched on humidity uh, about the proper way to raise it and lower it and i figured we'd do a little bit of a refresher sure. course on that so i was also talking with ed sullivan before the show in the summer i tend to keep my humidors at a little bit of a lower humidity because cigars are a sponge you go outside mm-hmm. it might be a minute or two before you light it up you're resting in on the ashtray on the table the railing what, what have you so by keeping it lower if you're going to absorb 1% or 2% of humidity in the half hour it takes you to light up a cigar, it's going to burn through it and bring in a 70% humidity cigar outside. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you change up the way you store your cigars in the summer? Yeah, I don't even have my uh, humidifier in the humidor. and I have an electronic cigar oasis. I just moved and I haven't got around to putting it back in. Right. And I'm not at all panicked. The house is roughly 70% right now. I know because mm. of my hydrometer was on top of the humidor instead of inside it. So I, I have, I'm having zero, zero issues. Right. And I also use active humidification, but just means it doesn't kick on right. in the summertime. So, you know, whereas I may be filling it monthly over the winter i probably don't have to fill that all summer for the average consumer it, you have a desktop unit maybe you run an air conditioner in your bedroom there's nothing wrong with storing your humidor in that cooler drier space because your air conditioner is going to act as a dehumidifier so but the temperature is the number one thing if mm-hmm. if my house was constantly getting to 90 degrees i wouldn't want to store my cigars out in that 90 degree temperature that's the big issue. So if I had a desktop unit, I would just bring that into the bedroom where I do run the air conditioner more frequently. Now, if a person doesn't have AC um, in the house, they live in a climate that only occasionally has warm weather, like here in New Hampshire, uh, what's a tip for bringing the temperature down on or the humidity down? Because the more temperature, the more humidity you're going to have for the most part. It, when it comes to weather, right. yeah. Uh, but it still can rain and snow when it's, when it's cold out. And so, yeah, you do see times when there's higher humidity and colder temperatures. But the the, the real key is just to watch the, the unit. Don't open it unnecessarily. If you can get uh, – I know there's a few companies on the market that have hydrometers that connect through Bluetooth either mm. to your phone or to each other. Mm. And that's one way of being able to see what's going on inside the box without opening it. Every time you open it with high humidity, you're locking high humidity inside. So – this is why I counsel people that buy new humidors here. Don't wipe the inside down, no matter what it says on the internet. A mm-hmm. couple of reasons. You're going to raise the grain. Yep. Also, most humidors have a cedar veneer, and the veneer is affixed to the body of that unit using a water-based glue. When you wet the inside of that down, you start to dissolve the glue, and you're going to see that cedar veneer peel off the side. Uh, but raising the grain is probably the worst thing because if you're putting cigars like the Aladino Corojo Reserve we're going to smoke in the next hour on raised grain, you're just beating the wrapper up unnecessarily. So I just counsel people, and, and we're going to talk about it in the after show, you get your humidor. We st- I store ours here in the actual humidor, so they're already seasoned. But you get it, you put the humidifying unit in, put your cigars in, close the box three days later, Check your humidifier and add water as needed or add PG solution, whatever you're, whatever you're running. If you're running Diamond Crown, it's distilled water only, um, and you're all set. 
Yeah, I, I checked my humidity just before the show, and I'm running at 66%. So normally I run at 64 yep. when it's active, but 66 is fine. Yep, you got plenty. And that's the other thing is if you run your unit lower year-round, now you have headroom in that wood right. to absorb. So you're if you had if you were running at 70% all the time, yep. you'd be well above 70 at this point. So because you run it lower, yeah. you've got headroom inside that wood. Yeah, works out well. Do you think there's a cigar uh, paranoia within the industry, consumers especially, that they're so paranoid about 68% humidity that they're checking it too much? Is 68% humidity a myth? Yes. The whole 70-70 was started by propylene glycol companies because that's when it stops evaporating so if you can get to 70 degrees which most of us keep our houses around 70 degrees all the time right. and 70 percent it's an easy number to remember but i would say between 55 and 65 is ideal you're going to have plenty of foot room in the winter time if you're storing your cigars at say exactly 65 percent when the humidity drops dramatically the box is going to do its job and it's going to keep some moisture inside but if it gets down to 55 there's no need to panic you can always add another humidifier you can add they make little jars that'll boost the humidity inside the box and that's what i use in my humidors i prefer that over two-way humidification but i'll vent about that on the after show um You'll get called out on the after show is what's going to happen. <laughs> and I expect it. And I'm an opinionated person. So another question I also get asked a lot on social media is we have discussed in the past about your aging methods for cigars, especially with what we're going to smoke in the second hour. And I tell people to go back to uh, X episode, but I was, can you do a quick refresher yeah, on a, aging cigars it's called dry boxing so i'll take a box i leave the cellophane on the outside of the corojo reserve that's how it comes mm -hmm. and especially in the winter time i leave it out of humidification on purpose for a couple months and then it goes in the humidor for a month mm -hmm. uh, this time a year a little bit tougher but i can put those boxes in the basement where it's a little cooler and my basement is very dry so i can get down to Maybe 55% is what it typically is in the basement. And I just let that roll for a couple of months and then back in the humidor for a month. And what you're doing is you're forcing the cigar to dehydrate a little and exhale any ammonia that may be on the inside, any of the residual nitrates from fertilization. That all, that cigar is living and breathing. You're forcing that out through the foot. And then when you rehydrate, you're absorbing, in the Corojo Reserve case, cedar from that box. And this is a very similar method to what Nelson Alfonso does with his Byron's Atabase and Bandoleros. And so he's the one who taught me it. And I do it with the Corojo Reserve. And there's, you've smoked them. There's a huge difference between... There's a between tremendous difference. A lot, of, a lot more cedar. A one-year-old Aladino Corojo Reserve than there is on a fresh one. All right. It's time to uh, Ash to Don, brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. It's time... To ask the dawn. Why do you come to me? Why do I deserve this generosity? Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. When, when did I ever refuse an accommodation? Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. And as a reasonable man, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to find a peaceful solution to these problems. Mellow and smooth. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? 
built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Raphael Cigars. So, I would say this is the segment that gets the most hate mail. <laughs> yes. Uh, people hate it. I'm sorry. I was forced to do that read in that ridiculous voice. And I, I think watching the read get done... You really need that context to make it an enjoyable commercial. It does make it better if you know the agony that the agony that I had right. to go they, through with they Dave. Dave was looking up on YouTube how to do an impersonation and playing that for you. The, the thing is, it sounds more like one of the characters from Futurama, or it sounds like the guy trying to send back soup in a deli. It doesn't <laughs> sound like The Godfather. I wouldn't know. I've never seen The Godfather, but... Uh, the thing about Dave is when he's in his director mode right. is he has no idea what direction he wants to go. He just starts <laughs> directing. And it's very tough. It's very tough. But today's question for Ask the Dawn is, how long should I wait before taking the next puff? I mean, you see people power through something like the LFD Digger, which is what? Mm. 7 by 64, 8 by 64. And they power through it in an hour. Same thing with the Asylum 8x80s. I've seen guys light them up in a shop and power through it in 45 minutes. Your, your cigar is going to be stronger. It's going to be harsher the quicker you smoke it. Do you ever cigar just give an answer without getting on your soapbox? Well, if I did give an answer, we'd be running early. So a cigar is meant to be enjoyed, and it's supposed to create a relaxing enjoyment uh, moment once every minute. Minute and a half. Yeah, somewhere between 45 seconds and a minute, I think, is appropriate. Uh, if you're smoking something on the stronger side, you may slow your puff rate if you start getting the jitters. The um, the whole key is to make it so that your cigar doesn't go out. You want to puff enough so it doesn't go out, but you don't want to puff too much so that it heats up, and you certainly don't want to get the jitters from it. So somewhere between 45 seconds and maybe a minute, to a minute and a half. If it starts to go out, you're going to end up having to relight or you're going to get a little bit of an ashy taste. So, And once again, humidity plays into that. If you're yeah. in Miami outside, you're going to want to puff a little bit more often than, say, in you know New Hampshire or Maine. Right. I'm a big fan of the double puff, too. I like to take two puffs. The double? I do a double puff. You double them up? I like to make sure that it's lit. That's the check puff. And then the second puff is my real enjoyment puff. Well, yeah, I mean, high humidity really, for me, affects the flavor of the cigar. You know, we were doing the Cigar Journal ones in the heat wave. Right. And I had to go indoors to smoke those because I really just don't get the same taste in a really high humidity. Well, and part of it is your own personal comfort as well. If you're right. uncomfortable, you're, you're going to have a sweating. hard time enjoying what you're doing. And that may be what happened i think my first couple were angry reviews <laughs> yeah, i had uh, quite a few angry reviews on this last batch nothing really stood out uh but you mentioned the jitters the jitters have happened to all of us i've been smoking for 23 years now ed sullivan probably close to double that no not that long 30 yeah you and five. i you and i are pretty close in the mm. amount of time i think we started very similar times yeah a little over 30 years but the jitters happens to us even from time to time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what can you do to reduce that from happening? Or if it happens, what can you do to help it 
speed up and disappear quicker. To stop it from happening, smoke slower. Mm-hmm. Slow your puff rate down. You're, you're puffing too often. And uh, Christian Aroa is the one that told me that roughly a puff is a puff. So the amount of nicotine delivery that's going to happen in a puff is the same on every puff. So you want to slow that down so that you're getting less of it or getting it less frequently. A stronger cigar, go a minute between puffs and you're good. Yeah, but if you do but, get but, it... But if you do have the jitters... Sip a soda, a little sugar under the sugar, tongue. Yeah. Uh, if you take cream and sugar in your coffee, a sip of coffee, mm-hmm. something that is going to... The nicotine convinces your brain that your blood sugar is low. And this is some research that I did. I used to think that it lowered your blood sugar. And I have a buddy that has uh, diabetes and he's got the insulin pump and he tests his blood sugar all the time. So he got that nicotine sickness and it felt to him like his blood sugar was low. He tested his blood sugar. He was fine. He took a sip of diet soda and the feeling went away immediately. So it's just your brain believing that your blood sugar is low and it starts to go through the motions of making you uh, a little hungry. And if you satiate that with a little sweetness, the feeling goes away. So like a Snickers bar. You could eat a Snickers bar. Yeah, because sometimes people get angry and then they have a Snickers bar and they're good. <sighs> yep. I yeah, guess. I mean, I'm dieting, and we're going to get on top of that. On, we're going to touch on that in the next hour. But I can't keep, you know, a, a can of Coke or a sugar mm. packet or a Snickers bar. What I usually do is I'll keep a, a keto bar that's higher in protein, but it still has that mm-hmm. artificial sweetener in it. And I find that'll help balance things out and bring me back down because you don't want that high feeling when you're smoking a cigar. And when I put together the notes, you added a line that says uh, digital hygrometer is a must. Why? So digital hygrometers are going to be accurate to within a tenth of a percent by and large. I mean, there's there's a lot of different companies that make claims that are higher than that, but a tenth of a percent is fine as far as accuracy. Right. And having the digital hydrometer is going to allow you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you're at. It's a frame of reference. So again, between 55 and 65 is ideal. And in the summertime, you're relying in the Northeast anyway, and in Florida, you're relying on that box to keep the humidity out, not in. So less is more with the humidity and you want to be as accurate as possible. Jonathan, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Kraft says we should give Maduro Dave a Snickers. That, I think it would work, right? <laughs> he typically is more cranky when he's hungry. Right. And he's hungry when he's snack. dieting. <laughs> yeah. So. so keep some around for when he goes on a diet after the show. He's going to be yelling at the microphone now when he's <laughs> listening to this on the plane. I'm not Maduro Dave. <laughs> Final thoughts on the Zeno Nicaragua? I mean, for a $6 cigar, it's good. I'm not saying this is going to set your world on fire. Uh, listen, and the, those guys that are smoking it from the care package, if you like it, you like it. Uh, it's not exactly my flavor profile, but uh, it's burning well. It is drawing well. Uh, I've smoked it before. I'd smoke it again. It's good. Yeah, there's a little bit of a bite that gives it more than that Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. So it's a little bit more than you would expect. Whether or not the bite's a good thing depends on your palate. Uh, but the price is right. It's, Absolutely. You know, it's not an offensive cigar. You light it up, you smoke it, it does what it's supposed to do. In that aspect, it's a winner. But there are probably other cigars yeah, I'd mean, reach for. But that does not make this a bad cigar. Very fairly priced. So somebody who yeah. prefers milder cigars. I mean, 
How would you rate this one for strength, Jonathan? Uh, I'd give it like a three or a four. Yeah, Dave says five or six. Okay. So, mm. yeah, it's about a three. Yeah. I agree with it, but it's that bite that gives yeah. it that appearance that it might be more than it actually is. Are you getting that more on the retro, though, right? <sighs> I don't have the bite on the retro. I no. have more flavor on huh. the retro than I do on the palate. Anyway, so, uh, we'll take a break, and uh, in the next hour, we're going to discuss how cigars helped me and Mr. Jonathan drop weight. Jonathan started at 222. He's down to a svelte 195, and why I won't say the totals, I'm down 124 <laughs> pounds. And we'll share some of the science as to why smoking works with weight loss. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times, subtle and understated, with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the 3 Pete. 
handcrafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar-smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back, and we're about to talk about whether cigars could help you lose weight, and if so, how. But, of course, we had to stuff our face first. Yeah, we with did. With some killer brisket. Courtesy uh, of Chef Charlie. Chef Chuck Cicero from uh, Buckley Steakhouse. Uh, he's now also tied in with uh, Surf, which is in Nashua, New Hampshire, as well as Portsmouth. And uh, we might have him on for the classic three-way since we're going to be uh, man down. All right. Today's second cigar is the Aladino Corojo Reserver, and it's manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco. The size they were lighting up is a six and a quarter by 54 that the company calls a Figurado, but it's more like a box press torpedo. And it features wrapper, binder, and filler consisting of 100% authentic Corojo tobaccos. A single cigar will set you back $16.19, while a box of 10 is just $143.99, which comes out to $14.39 per cigar. It's a savings of almost $18 or 11% off the box price at TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Does it bother you that they call this a Figurado? No. A shape cigar, a Figurado is a shape cigar. So yeah, anything yeah. with a shape to it. It's is confusing. A like a couple of people that have ordered it and, you know, they asked me if it was a, a, a misprint. And I'm famous for them. It's possible. 
But at Figueroa, you figured it would have it's more than like more than possible. It's likely. It's very likely. But you figured it would have more of a nipple at the bottom or what have you. <laughs> nipple. <laughs> anyway, it's time to cut out cigars, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and lowered them. Perdomo Cigars. They stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Oh yeah. A little spice on the uh, cold draw. See, when Dave said uh, he wasn't going to be here, he said, go ahead, put together the show notes. And I figured I'm going to take the Aladino Corojo Reserve because it would tame the beast a little bit. I figured you'd be a little bit gentler, a little bit kinder, because you're going to smoke something you like. I do like these. Yes. But a little uh, little peppery cold draw with the cedar. Cedar and brisket. (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna light our cigar today with the monarch by lotus this features four jets a cigar rest at the top flip out bullet punch and easy adjustment at the bottom all for the low price of 39.99 and yes this does have the patented vertigo big ass tank the lotus monarch that bullet punch can help you with this cigar Uh, it's not going to be ideal Mm mm-hmm You'd manage, though, if you had nothing. If you had nothing, yeah. It's better than biting. Barry likes biting. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, true story. He's into it. (laughs) So this is a limited uh, release cigar. Um, I believe it was originally supposed to come out on Father's Day, and in true Latin America fashion, came out 10 days after Father's Day. Uh, But like uh, like the number four Corona... Only going to be released once or twice a year. Uh, and when they're gone, they're gone till the next year. And uh, I hear he might be eventually working on another size. I talked about that. <sighs> you well, bastard. He wanted to do a 60 ring gauge in this. And I'm like, uh, why are you wasting all that perfectly good Corojo blowing it out <laughs> to a 60? Yeah, I also talked to him about a Lancero, but. Smoke the number four. And yeah, the number four is a very good cigar, but. This is, to me, a throwback to when they first came out. Uh, Tom Criswell wants to know what our favorite size is in this particular. My favorite size is the Robusto, and that's because in the Robusto, and only the Robusto, Justo is using the Corona leaves. Mm -hmm. So on a plant, you have the top third gets referred to as Lajero, Mm -hmm. and then you have um, Viso, which would be Mm -hmm. the slang for the middle, and there's other subprimings in there. Right. And then Seiko is the bottom, which has higher combustion. Yeah. The middle of the plant is where you get your aroma, and then you get your strength from the top. Right. The very, very tip top of the plant, there's two or three corona leaves that grow almost vertically yeah. out of it. And, and a lot they, of companies refer to that leaf as medio tiempo. Correct. So that particular tobacco stays on the plant the longest. It is the absolute thickest and it is the strongest and is the exact right size for a five-inch cigar. Yeah. So you can get two cigars out of each leaf. I hate to agree with Jonathan, but that is my favorite size as well. Yeah, the time of year that it's only the Robusto and the Toros in stock, I'm smoking the Robusto 95% of the time. When we do have the number four in. I, I, I mix those I in. mix them in. Yep. And the last five of these that I've smoked have been the Figurado slash Torpedo. Yeah. I mean, I think we all smoke all the, the sizes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, this would be my probably second favorite. Yeah, and one good thing about the, the line is all the sizes are consistent. So the differences are minor. They're there, but they're not dramatic. I do find, and uh, I don't want to take a beating on this one, but the Robusto is stronger. It's the strongest of the four sizes, and it's not because it's smaller. No, nope, it's because it's it has because that medio puts, tempo he leaf. He puts that Corona in there. So, Jonathan, you've lost, uh, you've lost, uh, how much have you lost? Like you've lost 5, pounds, 27 David. pounds, yeah. and uh, you've done it with intermittent fasting. What is intermittent fasting? So intermittent fasting is really a way of controlling when you eat, not so much what you eat. And that's been my problem as a dieter is you go on a diet like the keto plan. Mm. I can't do it for very long because I don't have the control to take breads completely out of my system. Mm. So what I discovered was this intermittent fasting and I discovered it through a buddy who lost 350 pounds and he had to have two surgeries to remove the skin because he lost so much weight so quickly. And so I discovered at the same time that he did and he was just killing it mm. by uh, at one point he was losing a pound a day doing the, the intermittent fasting. So I read up on it and there's other benefits to it. Uh, supposedly it extends your life. Uh, by stressing your body, by not taking in the, all those calories all the time. But the fact is that we as Americans, we eat too often. And our portions are too big. Portions are too big as well. But with intermittent fasting, you don't have to concern yourself too much with the size of your portions. You eat till you're full. Um, so the most common version of it is what's called 16-8. So you eliminate one of the meals that are bookended on your day. Either you take out breakfast or you take out dinner. And I tried both. And the one that I do the best with is not eating breakfast. So I will typically have my last meal at about eight o'clock at night. And then I don't eat again until noontime. And sometimes if I'm feeling froggy like today, I knew that chef was bringing in brisket. So I didn't eat at noontime. We were starting the show anyway. I waited until the one o'clock hour. <clears throat> So I was looking at the chat room. If you answer this, my apology, but you say you now do one meal three days a week. What do you do the other four days? So the other four days is 16, eight, and then three times a week, I push myself and just do one meal a day. Mm. And what I find, so I am someone who smokes my strongest cigars first thing in the morning. That's what I'll have. As do I. My Corojo Reserve and my cup of coffee, and I'll go sit in the lounge, and I get to work very early. Mm. I get the store set up. And I sit in the lounge and I wait for my first employee to walk in so we can open. And that's when I have my strongest cigar. So people are always concerned about um, getting that sick to your stomach feeling. Mm -hmm. But I'm sitting in the lounge. I'm calm. I'm smoking slow. I'm enjoying my coffee and just reflecting on what has to be done for the day. And I've had a lot of success with that. And what does this have to do with cigars? We'll find out shortly, but it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. 
Asylum cigars. <laughs> <laughs> a penile fracture is not your standard everyday occurrence. You probably typically don't hear somebody say, other than breaking my penis, it was a good weekend. How was yours? It's fortunately a rare occurrence, but you know what's even rarer than a run-of-the-mill fractured penis? A vertically fractured penis. A vertical penis fracture is what happened to a 40-year-old man in the United Kingdom while he was having sex with his partner. The good news is he's been solicited to star opposite John Bobbitt in the upcoming Breaking Bad Triple X. And that's not only insane, it's Asylum. That was terrible. You didn't like it. it was un- I was uncomfortable the entire time. <laughs> Everybody shifting nervously. Everybody in the entire room. And this is a fairly large audience to watch us fail. Thank you, guys. And uh, some upcoming shows next week. Dave returns from PCA, and we'll get all the uh, dirty secrets that happen with the show. And then July 24th, the show I'm looking forward to the most is how do you pair whiskey and cigars as we launch Single Cast Nation. And future stores uh, shows uh, August 7th, we have the Jerky Boys Comeback with a beef jerky tasting. And August 28th, we'll be joined by Phil Zangi asking if you should break up with your local cigar shop. It's time for the email of the week brought to you by H. Upman and Altata Cigars. And uh, this week's prize is a cigar rest, a bottle opener keychain, a fedora, and... A set of dominoes, all brought to you by H. Upman. Uh, and this week I have four submissions because Alex gave me the idea for today's show. So I think it's only fair that he be in contention, even though it was a couple of weeks ago that he all sent right. the email. Uh, so Alex writes through the contact us page of the thecigarauthority.com. Dear gentlemen, I hope you are all doing well. Last week, I got to smoke a cigar with my old man on my back porch for the first time since February of last year. He said he enjoyed the show and asked me what radio station the show was on so he could find it when he got back up to North Carolina. It was quite enjoyable hearing him mangle the English language along with Dave and Barry. Unlike Dave and Barry, my father was born in Cuba. Now on to my question. My wife and I are trying to grow our family beyond the two of us and our dog, Bacon. Great name. My doctor suggested that I cut back to smoke one cigar a week for the next three months. As I get ready to embark on this diet, I have some questions as to how the best way is to handle it. Ironically, these might be the same questions Mr. Jonathan has on a first date. Do you focus on girth, length? Do you experiment with things you have not tried? Or do you stick to what you know? Thanks for being the best friends I've barely met. Warm regards, Alex. It just said it gave me the idea for this cigar yes. diet show, not that it was actually about dieting. Well, if you're going to listen to the dumbass doctor and have one a day, I'd probably smoke more expensive than I usually do. You know, find something that's uh, usually a, a rarer treat and smoke more of those. Every time I go to the doctor and he tells me I need to quit smoking, I ask him if he's read monograph number nine. And when he says no, which he always does, I say, get back to me after you read it. Then I'll have a discussion with you. So no discussion. No ever. discussion. It's the same conversation every time I'm at the doctor, but no discussion. Yeah, I think uh, now is not the time. If you're going to do one cigar a day, now is not the time to go experimenting. Uh, don't mess around with different sizes. Don't mess around with different Vitolas. Smoke Get the cigar like. that you absolutely love to smoke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a little bit in Ed Sullivan's camp, but it may not be the most expensive cigar. It's the one you really, really enjoy. Yeah. And settle down 
and smoke that. Like if I was going to do that for me personally, I'd probably just smoke Byron for that <laughs> sentence. You know, <laughs> I I like the Byron sentence. quite a bit, but it's pricier than I normally spend on a daily. So, uh, Jonathan, how do cigars help you lose weight? We've discussed all this, but we've yet to touch on cigars. All right. So, the first thing about not eating for me was the hand-to-mouth addiction, not the food addiction. So, I did all the stuff that you're supposed to do. I made sure I didn't go buy potato chips and keep my shelves stocked with snacks. I got rid of the snacks. But the tough thing was, you know, I like to cook. I like to eat. So, I want to cook something all the time and the having something else to do smoking really helped me curb my uh desire to eat and i see that doing keto in the summertime you know our outdoor smoking window up here in new hampshire is very very small uh, unless you have a fire pit or uh, a heat lamp and i live in a condo unit so i can't have either so in the summer, whenever I get the urge to eat something, I'm going out on the deck and lighting up a cigar, and it keeps me occupied. But there's also another effect that helps curb appetite. We're going to get into that in the next uh, the next segment. What I would like to do, though, is because I have four emails, I'm going to bang through one more here. Mm-hmm. Uh, following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com, and with respect to erectile dysfunction. Whoa. <laughs> hey, gang, this is a bit embarrassing. And this is Scott writing, by the way. I'm not going to say his last name. I'm not going to say his last name because you won't believe me. Uh, This is a bit embarrassing, but I will take one for the team because I have a feeling there are others (laughs) that may have a similar situation. For people listening to the podcast, Barry just leaned over to get the guy's name. Uh, I'm a young, healthy 44-year-old guy, uh, a damn bald-headed stud, if I do say so myself. Been smoking three cigars a day for about five years. The past three months, after my late night stick, my soldier will not stand at attention. As a nurse, I researched this and found that nicotine decreases blood flow significantly to certain areas of the body. I thought, it could be bullshit. But lo and behold, I eliminated my late night cigar and no more problems. I know that I can't be the only one in this situation. So there you have it. Food for thought. Be safe. Love the show. P.S. The classic Cuban cigar sucked balls. Hey, it's not for everybody. Uh, put something expensive in the next care package. Dave's loaded. Share the wealth, big guy. Uh, okay. Yeah. Can't say that's ever happened to me. It's never happened to me either. Uh, I did look into this and uh, nicotine. I have my notes here. Constricts the blood vessels. It actually but- does. It does. It does two things. On one hand, it restricts the blood flow, but on the other hand, it increases the output from the heart. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being a net zero. That said, with, when it comes to saluting soldiers, a lot of stuff going on in your mind. So I believe that it worked for you because you believed it was going to work. Right. And I will say this, a, a lot of cigarette smokers with a lot more nicotine seem to create children. True. There's a lot of breeding happening. Yeah, cigarette smokers, I think, breed a lot. I'd rather take a pill than give up the last cigar of the day. (laughs) Okay. But that's just me. 
I uh, mean, if it was a common problem, then you'd probably include a pill with the. Well, that's what's cigars. interesting about Scott's email is that I've, other than Scott, I've never heard of this being mm-hmm. a thing. No one's ever asked me about it, and people feel very comfortable asking me anything. S- some pretty messed up stuff. I'm yeah. not trying to look at anybody in in particular. Just there's people in my life that just come up and ask me some weird shit and. No one's ever asked me that. No, what was Scott's last name? I'm not saying it. Barry will tell me later. Yeah. Rhymes with meters. <laughs> <laughs> Early thoughts on the Aladino Corojo Reserve? Well, this has a lot of the base notes, and I just uh, I just finished the Robusto this morning. Uh, it has a lot of similar base notes. There is a bit of a, a sour component. I get a little eucalyptus. And I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, and you said you got that on the original release as well. Correct. Uh, the eucalyptus, they cure the tobacco, and they have they grow eucalyptus on the plantation. And the, the staves that they use to cure the tobacco, what they affix the hands to, those are eucalyptus staves. So I believe that when they first came out with this, they had just cut those staves down, and some of that eucalyptus aroma ended up transferring to the tobacco. You tasted some smoke, you fucking asshole. It's not true. Uh, but I do get, I get a little bit of spice and a, there is a, a familiar sourness and not in a bad way to the Corojo Reserve, uh, which is not for everybody, but it's for me. You want to save the uh, silence, science between cigars and nicotine for the next half hour? Do we? That is in the next half All hour. right, so, we'll, we'll, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will try to take this mess to the finish line, and it looks like it's going to be an early finish. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Barry said early finish. <laughs> Giggity. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Drew Estate and the rebirth of cigars movement. To celebrate this momentous occasion, the company is inviting you, consumers, retailers, and cigar media to its epic blowout birthday bash entitled DE25. DE25 will be held on September 25th at the South Fork Ranch in Parker, Texas, part of the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area. The DE25 celebration will include the unveiling of Drew Estate's newest brand, with a first-to-experience approach for consumers and trade partners together. Buy your tickets today at drewestate.com forward slash DE25. That's drewestate.com forward slash DE25. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. 
experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Christian Eiroa from CLE, Asylum, and Eiroa. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We're back, and we're smoking the Aladino Corojo Reserve Figurado. And uh, this week on the uh, Question of the Week, which is brought to you by Victor Sinclair, Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question, it was, uh, the question was, how do you prefer your bacon? And if you follow me on Facebook, I love to put pictures up of barely cooked floppy bacon just to piss off my mother-in-law because she'll go out, she'll order a steak well done, it'll come out burnt, she'll send it back saying that's not well done. So I was curious, is anybody like me, and do they eat bacon that floppy? And 77% of you said I was out of my mind that you prefer it crisp over the people who That's thought it was floppy. That's how you're supposed to have bacon. No, it's you eat a crispy. steak medium rare. I want, it's the same thing. I want it medium rare. I don't want to chew on my bacon. I don't, it's not bubble gum. If I want to chew something for an extended period of time, I'll chew gum. I don't know. We're going to have Chuck yeah, Cicero on. We could floppy ask a or, professional. Floppy or crisp. See, the chef says floppy, therefore it's floppy. Well, so far, the chef has been perfect in everything he's prepared, so there has to be one Achilles heel, and it's his desire for floppy bacon. All right, let's take a look at email number three. Where is email number three? I got it. Uh, The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Bobby writes, with respect to the fake Cuban episode... I love the show and don't want to shit on you, but this past episode was the first one I couldn't finish. If you want to promote classic Cubans as a brand, then do that. For sure, there is a market for it. But what is the point of punching down Cuban cigars when you don't sell them, can't buy them in America, 
and Two Guys doesn't ship outside of the U.S. anyways, so that is a colossal waste of time. Not to mention, most of your listeners are smart enough to be listening to this podcast and probably are not stupid enough to buy Cubans on the beach. If they are, who cares? And as a longtime listener whose only intent is constructive criticism to keep the show great, the new ads are killing me. Cigar Sense is a great product, which I use, but this ad, along with the horrible-sounding Don whatever <laughs> ad, are, ad is automatically fast-forwards now. Hmm. I like the question of the week, and I suggest you do a versus segment comparing these ads. Uh, I am all for you selling ads and making money, but these ads are less than weak. They are an abrupt annoyance. So... That's uh, from Beijing. I think he has a point that a lot of people that listen to Cigar Podcast know what's fake and not. But there's there's a significant segment that are listening to be educated. And I think it's important to bring up some of those things. Listen, we've been talking about cigars for two hours for 12 years. And you run out of shit to talk about. And, and how much of that has been Cuban and minuscule. Right. Eventually, you got to do a show on it. So Yeah. And they suck. So The after show is... Uh, on every Wednesday through your favorite podcast catcher. Um, if you happen to be on MeWe, uh, we share a link. And uh, be sure to like us and follow us on the various platforms out there. And uh, you're on MeWe on Tuesday. We share the link a uh, day early. But right. this week, we'll uh, be answering your burning cigar questions. That's the link to video. MeWe is the yeah. only place to get the video. That's true. No one knows why you would want it, but if you do, MeWe. All right. Our final email submission is from Casey, and he writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. You win some and you lose some. Dear esteemed gentlemen and Mr. J, a few months ago, my question was discussed on air regarding my wife complaining about the smell of cigars on me and my beard. This forced me to smoke outside, shower and brush my teeth constantly, and yet she still griped. You provided great advice, including flossing along with the teeth brushing, beard oils, and you even had a follow-up show dealing with the smell of cigars. While all of these tactics were sound advice, Barry's caught my attention more than the others. Hmm. He mentioned that his wife knew what she was getting herself into before marriage, and on occasion, she will smoke with him. A light bulb went off in my head. I need to get the wifey into smoking cigars. Now, this was no small task considering her disdain for the smell, and in general, my ability to stop, relax, and enjoy something other than her company for an hour. First, I needed a perfect setting. My outside smoking lounge was sufficient for a heathen such as myself, so I added some string lights and a propane fire pit along with chair cushions. Second, using your past advice, I bought a selection of flavored cigars as well as milder options too that she may enjoy. Lastly, I lured her in with the tempting offer of spending quality time and hearing how her day was. Yay. Sarcasm. Fast forward a few months, I'm happy to report that my trap worked. My <coughs> wife no longer has a problem with me smelling like cigars, and she actually is beginning to enjoy smoking with me on occasion. Unfortunately, she has now used this against me, and I'm forced to listen about her day with no escape <laughs> for an hour. Oh, well, you win some and you lose some. Am I right? Thanks for nothing. Just kidding. Love the show. Signed, Dr. Casey. Yeah, I, my wife will do that when she's outside on the deck with me, tell her about a day, and I'll, so many times I'll have to say, what did you say? That now she just doesn't smoke with me because she gets frustrated, so she lets me have my hour myself, so. 
So uh, we got to pick a winner. <clears throat> All right. Can you uh, summarize these? We stories? have uh, you win some, you lose some was the last one mm-hmm. I read. We had the shitting on us for the fake Cuban episode. We had penile dysfunction. Penile dysfunction. And here they are. And the cigar diet. Barely two of them were about penises. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the last guy. Okay. Going penile dysfunction because the guy needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess then, uh, Casey, you win this one, buddy. Which is? That's the you win some, you lose some. Got his wife into smoking and now has to listen to her, her day. So I'll give that to you. Casey, just shoot me an email with your address or reach out to Barry on the social medias. And we'll get you that prize package shipped out on Monday. So finally, the science behind cigars and nicotine as an appetite suppressant pacifier. When is this over the I will eat mindset? Okay. So there is not a lot of research about cigars specifically Mm -hmm. as a separate category. But over the last 50 years, there's been an increased amount of literature on the inverse relationship between cigarette smoking and body weight. Individuals who smoke are more commonly thinner and non-smokers of the same age and sex uh, due to the reduced caloric intake and higher resting energy expenditure in the smokers. Uh, Cigarette smokers, by and large, weigh less and are leaner based on body mass index than non-smokers, respectively, uh, with all the controls for age and sex taken out. Uh, body leanness increased with the duration, but not the intensity of smoking, meaning how many years of smoking and not how many cigarettes smoked. Mm-hmm. So that's the first part of it. It, uh, it absolutely is uh, an appetite suppressant. Can I read you something from Livestrong? Yeah. So smoking suppresses hunger since the nicotine causes the liver to release glycogen. This is something that raises the blood sugar. Glycogen. To- Thank you. To some extent, indicating that the brain, that food is not required for additional energy at the moment. Nicotine also raises the levels of dopamine in the system. This chemical is associated with pleasure. It is also released when you comf- uh, consume comfort foods like candy, chocolates, or other high sugar foods. Also, when you give up smoking, you tend to reach out to these foods to compensate for the drop in the feel-good dopamine. So... If you enjoy cigar smoking, it's giving you that feel-good sensation that candy would, and I agree with that with keto. So, and one thing that I use cigars for is when I'm getting close to my window opening back up again for eating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I am starving at eleven o'clock, and I can light up one robusto and say, "When this cigar is over, I'll eat." And just saying that, telling my brain that there's calories coming. When this is over, I, I don't find that I smoke it faster, but I do. it does give me something to do when I'm not eating. Uh, and one thing I found, only because we had so many uh, emails coming in, uh, this kind of struck me as important. Uh, nicotine, this is according to an abstract on the NIH.gov website. Now, keep in mind, abstracts can contain opinions and facts, not just facts, they're written in the author's own words, summarizing what the study that is to follow covers. And in this study, nicotine in its pure form has the potential to be a valuable pharmaceutical agent. Nicotine is fairly 
nicotine fairly specifically binds to receptors throughout the body. This action stimulates the release of a variety of neurotransmitters, including serotonin. When chronically taken, nicotine may result in positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, reduction of body weight, enhancement of performance, and protection against Parkinson's disease, Tourette's disease, Alzheimer's, ulcerative colitis, and sleep apnea. The reliability of these effects great, varies greatly, but justifies the search for more therapeutic applications for this interesting compound. So the, according to this study, they're looking into the health benefits of nicotine. And of course, they're going to do it by synthesizing and having nicotine pills instead of just saying, light up a damn cigar, you'll live longer. Now, Jonathan, can we go back to the cigarette smokers for a minute? Sure. You said um, they weigh less than the general population, which is nice, but I don't observe the same thing for cigar smokers. And you you see more of them than I do on a daily basis. I would say that uh, we are split between uh, athletic-built people and o- overweight people. Mm-hmm. It's about 50-50 walking in the store. All right. Now- the people that I know that are on the overweight side, their lifestyle is such that they live very comfortably. So I'm wondering if that is more has more to huh. do with, with the weight gain than the actual cigar smoking. So not to contradict you, but according to WeightWatchers.com, on average, smokers weigh less than never smokers. And former smokers weigh more than current smokers. According to a report in the UK of 450,000 participants, people with a genetically predisposed, uh, something that makes them more uh, apt to becoming obese, are at a higher risk to take up smoking. So they're saying bigger people tend to take up smoking. Going to WeightWatchers.com. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. So I don't know if Chuck Cicero, you want to come up and join us and take uh, part of Classic Three Way, kill twenty minutes with us. <laughs> Maybe share that recipe for that outstanding brisket. Just be careful of the wire from my computer. That brisket was oh, righteous. It was freaking incredible. And uh, we're going to be joined right now by Chuck Cicero, who's the uh, executive chef for Buckley's, and uh, I believe now also including Surf Nashua and Portsmouth. Yep, and MTs. And uh, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. You're a cigar smoker? Yep. How long have you been smoking? Since 93. And how long have you been a chef? Ooh, since I was 14, so 34 years. Whoa, that's a long time. Real long time. Yeah, Chuck could be found at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, almost on every Monday, having a cigar with the esteemed Ed Sullivan. Yeah, and then I see him all... On most Tuesdays. Most Tuesdays. For the ash holes, but they make, they're making you go back to work soon, right? Pretty soon. Yep. Yeah. On Tuesdays. All right. It's time for the uh, classic three-way, as soon as I can find my notes. Brought it's to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in Got America. It. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. 
and the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. All right, the Classic Day and Classic History is brought to you by Classic Cigars, and even though Dave was nice enough to leave some questions for me, I have my own. And are you going with Dave's rules? Yep, the closest oh. without going over. Can't change under. the rules at this point. This is how <laughs> we play the game. Here. I know. Uh, so Chuck, here's a pen. You're going to write down your answer without going, without going over. And uh, first question is... Fred, Fred Gwynn. He was in the Munsters, Car 54, Where Are You? And he played the judge in My Cousin Vinny. He was born today. Did you say Utes? Two Utes. He was born today. In what year? Uh, we'll start with uh, who won last time. Why don't we start with our guest, Chuck? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 1935. Jonathan? Uh, I got 1934 written down. I got 1926. And that would be uh, worth two points, Mr. Sullivan. Really? He was born in 1926. Yeah, I figured it'd be about 95 if he wasn't dead. <laughs> and uh, musician Ronnie James Dio, lead singer of Rainbow. He was also in uh, Black Sabbath and his own self-entitled band, Dio. Was born today in what year? Jonathan? Uh, 1951. Uh, 1953. I was going to say 1953. I'll go 1954. And you're all over. He was born in 1942. <laughs> How many tiebreakers do you have? Uh, two. 27. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jessica Simpson, something more in uh, Jonathan's bracket. Pop star, sang I Think I'm in Love and Where Are You, was born today in what year? Ed Sullivan. Really? It's up to me. Yeah. Um, 1988. Chuck? 1980. 1976. We have somebody else with two points. Chuck Cicero. Damn it. Oh, I'm ringing the bell. Born in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Don't touch the bell. Are you out of your mind? I am. Oh, Actor Tom Hanks, who got his start in the TV show Bosom Buddies. He was in the movie Big, and he also portrayed Mr. Rogers. I don't like him. Who was born today. Chuck Cicero. Uh, 1942. 1950. I had 1955. And uh, that would go to Ed Sullivan for the win. He was born in 1956. Oh, I almost said 56. Tiebreaker, uh, Courtney Love was born today, singer of Hole, once married to Kurt Cobain. (laughs) Ah, 19... Before he lost his mind. Do I go? Yeah, it's a tiebreak. You won. Just killing time. Um... 1964. I'll go 1965. I'm going to say it's 1970. It's 64. Ed Sullivan would have gotten two points. And the last one was star of the Wonder Years. Fred Savage was born today. Definitely 76. 73. 76 would be two points for Jonathan. (laughs) You're big. Big. Big Savage guy. Love the Savage. (laughs) Love the Savage. Wow. What are you smoking, Chuck? Uh, the Corojo Reserve. The Robusto size. The Robusto, ah. yeah. And is that your favorite size, too? Or? It is my favorite size. And Have you smoked them all? 
I have smoked them all, and and then some. If you were going to pair that with a meal, what would the meal be? It actually went well with the brisket. Really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I would go with the brisket. The brisket was killer. Now, it had a good chew to it, and it's... you. Well, the way you know a brisket is done well is if you can hold the end of it and it doesn't fall apart, but it also is tender to the touch and tender to the bite. So it had a good pull. It came apart, but it was able to withstand the gravity test. Now, right. Now, here, here's what I like. The the fat was perfectly rendered, but it wasn't over-smoked. Sometimes the fat will get somewhat acrid mm-hmm. if you put too much smoke on it. Yeah, that has to do with them not controlling the fire correctly. Mm. You want a nice clean smoke before you put it in, and then once you put it in the smoker, then you're usually pretty good. Huh. Clean that, smoke, you say? Yeah. So I always tell people when they're learning how to smoke to to waft the smoke, and if it smells bad as you're wafting it, that's going into your meat. So once it smells better, then you're good to go. Is there a trick to change mid-course how to change the smell of the smoke? Um, not really to change it. You can add different flavors as you're going, but after a certain temperature, meat no longer accepts any more smoke. And and then it's just, just for the air. Yeah, you're just cooking at that point. Right. In a convection oven of no, sorts. Sort of. Jonathan likes to rub his meat. <laughs> Let's talk about the rub. Is that something you make yourself? It is. Yep. Yeah, and when I do brisket, I tend to do it more in the Texas style meaning no sugar in the rub. It's um, cumin, chili powder, salt, pepper, garlic, and, and that's really it. I can have some more. That's keto-friendly. It is keto-friendly. Now, when you say chili powder, what exactly do you mean? Is it powdered chilies, or is it the commercial? The commercial one. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most common, easiest for people to use, and, and just works the best. Now, can't you just use smoked paprika and call it a day? Actually, smoked paprika on on smoked meat makes it taste bitter. Mm-hmm. Too I, much smoke. Too much smoke. And is it there, doesn't work the same. Is there any Fair such enough. thing as too Oh, that's cigars, not too much. Right. Yeah, yeah. When I smoke too many cigars, my wife says I sell... Uh, acrid was the word I think yeah. <laughs> uh, Final thoughts on the Rojo Corojo Reserva Figurado? Uh... Well, we all know how I feel about uh, the Corojo Reserve line. I like them all. This is probably number two as far as my favorite goes. I do wish that it was a little stronger. So anybody that has smoked the Robusto and wishes that the Robusto were milder, you can get very similar base notes in the Figurado, but without the strength. I'm going to put this at about a six, maybe a seven, whereas the Robusto, when it when they're on, they're nine. You always got to go lower. You're crazy. It's an eight. Think it's eight? <laughs> Channeling my Dave. No, it's a six. It's a solid six. Six point three. Yeah, I'm gonna go a six. But yeah, the thing- on the Figurado, on, on the Robusta, I'll go seven. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I think it's a nine. I'll I'll get through that first uh, quarter of an inch, and I'm like, oh my god, what did I get myself into? Oh, I love them. It calms right down. But that's that's the Robusto is technically too strong for me. I have to smoke it slow, mm-hmm. which is tough because you got so much high priming. In the in that that blend, that you have to puff it a lot at the very beginning to get the combustion going, and that's usually why in the first quarter of an inch I'm just trying to get it to burn right, and I I'm just overwhelmed with the strength because I'm puffing too much, but you do what you got to do for what you love. See what I like about this one is I can cut it to a smaller ring gauge, but 
I still go for that Robusto. I like the extra zip in there. Yeah. I agree. And uh, next week, uh, Dave returns from the PCA trade show. We'll find out how That's it, it went. We're done with the small talk. We could stretch this into 140. <laughs> the boss isn't here. I'm going to leave work early today. So uh, <laughs> next week, Dave returns from the Premium Cigar Association trade show. He is going to lose his friggin' mind that we didn't even make it to 140. We should just stall this for no, one it, more minute. It's 141. We so we made it to 140. <laughs> you, you want me I'm, to I'm put gonna, the outro music on a 20-minute loop? Not, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say about the show next week. But uh, until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast and Network. it is quite possible that you learned something today, which makes you the Cigar Authority. I said it as slow as I could. <laughs> if you and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.